Confessions. This is Anna Valenzuela, and uh, I am I am recording a, a late Sunday pod. Oh my gosh, this is exciting! <laughs> um, and normally, uh, how we do this podcast is I start uh, by telling you that the 12 questions podcast is not affiliated with any 12 step organization none of the ones you've heard of not even the ones you haven't heard of we're not affiliated with them uh this is just a uh a cool conversation uh between people from a 12 step perspective um and that is the disclaimer uh i'm anna valenzuela I uh, went to Universal Studios yesterday, and I have a guest here. I've never had a guest floss on pod before. I love it. Um, (laughs) Our guests introduce themselves. Uh, She is Jen. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm flossing. (laughs) I was at Universal yesterday as well. (laughs) We had a good time. Having a great time. Chanting dinosaur. Dinosaur. Uh, If you are on the... uh, Jurassic World ride, you need to dance, you need to chant dinosaur. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it is, that is how you are a person. Uh, you should just get super hyped. You paid a lot of money to be there. Mm-hmm. Be really hyped. Yeah. Be excited. Get your whole boat hyped. Yeah, get your entire boat hyped. Yeah. Uh, teach them how to have fun out in the wilderness. And Jen's just like one of my favorite humans on the planet. We've been friends for gosh like maybe 15 years maybe 15 years Mm -hmm. that's a lot of friendship yeah yeah uh she's a delight she's always a person that if you have a hot date you can run to and say hey jen do you have anything i can wear for this hot date she has it she's Mm -hmm. a thrift goddess absolutely and just a badass in uh, the self-care world that we are in she is (laughs) she is murdering it out these streets um and and I adore her so much. Oh, thank you. I adore you as well. Oh, you're a delight. Okay. <laughs> now that so, we're done adoring each other. Yeah. <laughs> now I will ask you 12 questions. Go to town. So, Jen. Yeah. How do you experience surrender in your life today? Oh, not easily. Uh, surrender in my life. Well, honestly, it's taken a lot of years to figure out that as things just are not going the way I would like a lot of the times. Or maybe the way I think they should go, that it's time to surrender. You know what I mean? It's like I was taught very, very early on, and I'm very grateful that I could tell, I can tell, like, if I'm forcing something, if I'm pushing against something, and it's just not happening, then just give up. And not give up to not try, not give up entirely, but just kind of stop. Just stop, turn it over. And let the chips fall where they may. Because I've definitely, you know, got in my own way many, 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 many times. And to this day, I see other people get in their own way. And it's just, it's painful. Like, it's painful to watch. It is so hard to watch. And I think that's the thing that gets in my way the most now is, like, not robbing people of the experience of getting in their own way. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, this thing you're doing, you should stop. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's because it's so painful to watch them struggle or if it's just like a matter of convenience. (laughs) 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 Hey, this way that you're being, it's annoying. Uh, You should knock it the fuck off. Please. Yeah. Uh, I completely know what it's about because it reminds me of me. Uh, And I I think that that's, yeah, it is hard to watch our, our friends and our loved ones struggle. But also, how else are they going to learn? Yeah. Excuse me. It is important to let people have their own experience. It took me a long time. 
I mean, I'm still learning it. I'm very much like, I didn't realize it, but I think for many years I thought, well, I know better. I've been there. I've done this. Therefore, (laughs) I know better. But the truth is, is, I mean, who am I to let somebody, uh, who am I to deny somebody their own experience? You know, who am I? That's just like my ego when I think like I know better. That's just my ego blowing me up like in ways that just don't need to happen. It it serves, it it serves no one. It serves no one. And then people get mad. Oh yeah, they hate it. They get mad, you know, and rightfully so. (laughs) Like seriously, because when I, when I'm being told like, you know, well you should, or you, or I think, or hey, how about when I'm, I'm not even asking or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I'm kind of like, you know, um, I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm a sober woman. I've been sober over two decades. And thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. You know, totally down to freaking have my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I find myself getting in a trap sometimes where it's like people will just ask me. They'll be like, Anna, can I get your advice? And I'll be like, sure. Uh. And I'll give it to them. And they'll be like, ow. Oh. And also, I'm not going to listen to you at all. Right. I, like, you you got to, you, you don't want to let me in on that one. I feel like most people, anyone that's known me for any length of time doesn't even ask me anymore. They don't. Like, because I just, I, I mean, I've gotten a lot better, but I've definitely... I've definitely been known to be blunt, concise, and I think that even when I'm not trying, people just pick up on it pretty quick, and they don't, you know, I'm not the one. I'm definitely not the one to come to for, like, the soft, uh, you know, discussion of, like, well, what if I do it this way? I'm the one who's going to be like, look, girl, you're clearly going to do it your way however you want, so... You just go do that, you know. You just go ahead and do it, and you know what's so funny about that. You know what's so funny about that is I don't experience you as super blunt at all. But then I realize that's because I am also super blunt. I know. I mean, I could think of many times in my life in sobriety and at work where I get the look. I've definitely learned to read the look, the the, the big eyes of like. Ooh. I can't believe you just said that, Ooh, you know? And she said that. Yeah. Oh, wow. You just said that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I just said that. So, you know, but that's what I'm saying is most, I've gotten better in not offering, you know, unsolicited advice. I've gotten better with asking people, do you want to vent or do you want, are you, are you asking me for a solution? You know, yeah. and um, I think that's definitely helped a lot. And, and I've also gotten better with being able to read the face, you know, the face of like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that to me. Right. So. Right. Right. What would you say with all of your over two decades, 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 I can't talk. I'm full of, I am full of pot roast. Me too. Uh, Shout out to Nicole Yates and her beautiful pot roast. Whoop, whoop. Um, what is been the most insane moment you've had either in or out of recovery. I know you've got some great stories. <laughs> I mean, I've been sober so long. I'm so boring now. <laughs> I mean, I know you've been in a fight in a meeting. I did. I got, <laughs> I know. 
think a lot of people know that. And then they don't, and they go, I can't believe that's it's you. We beat her. And it's just like... so, you know what, I guess I'll just stick with that one, because it's kind of a big one. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I was uh, only 30 days sober at the time. Oh, yeah. I was going through a horrific, horrific breakup. Yes. Um, and it was not my intention at all to walk into a CA meeting in Santa Monica on a Sunday <laughs> and, and cause a, you know, a scene, essentially a scene. Um, Listen, but, if there is a scene happening on a Sunday, is it a CA meeting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to anybody that got sober in the 90s at 14th and Olympic. Hey. <laughs> Like, I'm sure you were there. I've had people actually tell me that when I've spoke uh, at meetings. They're like, I was at that meeting. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like you're like a, a moment and somebody is like, you know what the crazy shit I ever saw at a meeting was? Yeah. I saw these two bras fighting over it some dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, so I. No, um, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, I'll just keep it short. I basically, yes, I came into the meeting. I was trying to go to a meeting I was barely clear at, at all in 30 mm-hmm. days I was going through a horrible horrible breakup and I had a lot of I had a lot of issues you know I had a lot of issues I was mad about a lot of different things and sadly um, seeing my excuse me boyfriend at the time uh, who was you know sitting next to somebody else just just was bad it was just bad and then you know, that was that was bad enough. Like, I think it wouldn't have got escalated to the point it did had her friend not tried to uh, step in. Maybe if she had stayed in her lane. I mean, it was wrong what I did, but, you know, I do believe that, like, I don't think it helped that the, a friend came. A few friends actually approached me, and had they maybe stayed in their own lane, <clears throat> I may not have... Uh, you know, take a swing through a chair, yeah, they get picked up, and lost my shoe in the process. <laughs> oh, was it a good shoe? It was a slide. You know me. Sli- oh, I live in my slides. It was a slide. It was a slide. It flew out, and I was... Fighting in slides but I was. A, it's a look. That's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was physically removed from that meeting, and in the process, lost my shoe. And uh, ironically, as I was screaming being carried out the the door by my good friend lefty by the way who's amazing uh i was screaming you know profanities at some of these women and but made a point to scream somebody get me my fucking shoe (laughs) and somebody did bring it to me that's great yeah the brothers the brothers in sobriety i tell you they will watch your back once in a while they knew they They were like we don't give her that shoe yeah Uh, she's gonna kool-aid man through the yeah (laughs) somebody find that shoe please otherwise she's gonna have to come back in so somebody find that fucking shoe so awkward if you were like knock knock yeah hey i gotta get my shoe (laughs) get me it would have sounded so much more like get me my fucking shoe well, and I, I think too, it's like, yeah. I think that both of us are the type of people that we're, we've learned to be appropriately assertive, but like, we're both, it, in the terms of fight, flight, or freeze, when faced with a confrontation or a situation like that, yeah. both of us are generally fighters first. Yeah. 
Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes. I mean, I don't regret it. Like, I made my amends, obviously. I made amends to the meeting. I made my amends to the people involved. Um, You know, but I... uh, It was just part of my journey. Like, I I don't... um, you know, I don't regret it. It's part of my journey. It's part of who I was. It's it's definitely not who I am anymore. Right. And it keeps me, honestly, that incident, sometimes it's funny you brought it up. It keeps me humble. Right. It really does because it could be, it, it could be very easy for me to, you know, be like, well, I have so much sobriety and I, you know, I've done this and I've done that and blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, is I need to remember where I came from. Yeah. You know, and it's very important for me to do that, to remember like, yeah, at 30 days of sobriety, I was definitely not a vision for you. And I was out of my freaking mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that like a lot of the reason why you're not out of your mind is that you've decided with, you're one of the people I know who like jumps feet first into the solution for sure you're like thank you and i i completely respect it and i i admire it and and sometimes it's like you sometimes i've asked myself what would jimby do uh <laughs> you know like like what is your wh- like what is your decision making process like today oh that's such a great question because truthfully it varies um it's just not a clean it's not always such a clean it's not such a clean line. You know what I mean? It, I've made some pretty major decisions last year in 2021. Actually, yeah, you did. some very major ones. And by no means uh, was it easy to do and just make it happen. Right. You know, there were other uh, people involved, and I definitely had to be considerate of that. And um, But what I will say is, like, once I committed, like, I prayed. I still pray, I meditate. You know, and once I was committed to just my own sanity and making sure, like, what I want, my vision of what I want to be and continue to be as a sober woman, like, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to take the steps. It wasn't hard to, you know, move away from something that was not good for me anymore. It wasn't hard for me to move into a new home, you know. Um, It was just kind of like yeah, this is what I want. And be, I feel like for myself, because I pray and because I do believe in a higher power and something much bigger than myself that helps and I do attempt to keep my life somewhat simple, the decision sometimes, once I commit, it's not hard. And then it comes kind of back to like what we were talking about with surrender where things just fall into place, you know? I mean, I know, without going into, like, huge detail, you know, how I moved. You know, you were there, and and the fact that, like... You like, really been close in a long time, and you were like, I need help with this, I got you. Right, Right. and I got, and I mean, I moved into a brand new place with somebody that, that is also, you know, a part of this program and fellowship with somebody that I didn't really know, but yet I had the intuitive trust. Right. And, you know, that's a big deal because I could have very easily, I had other options. I had, you know, I didn't really have to move. Right. But I knew I had to move, you know, and I had other friends that were like, well, you don't have to do this. You don't have to commit. But I knew 
And it's because I have that trust. I have that trust with a higher power and I have that trust with myself. And I also have the trust of looking back on when I rely on that. Yeah. How things can just work smoother in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Can I tell you something wild? Absolutely. When I, I love had, something wild. When I had uh, matched you and your roommate together, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, that's they're definitely going to live together. <laughs> and, 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 and I said that. I was like, don't worry. Whatever she tells you, definitely going to live together. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. And then I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get what she's saying. She's, you know, sure. not, not going to commit. Da, da, da. And, uh, but I was just in my heart. I was like, yeah, it's going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's going to work out. And, yeah. and, and it's it like has. beautiful to see. It's just like beautiful to see. And sometimes when you got to make a big change like that, you got to change your whole environment. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's that David Sedaris book. Uh, was it for when you are engulfed in flames? He went to Japan to quit smoking. I haven't actually read that one, but I do yeah. remember when he went to Japan because yeah. I saw him speak when he came back. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> one of those things of like, sometimes you got to change everything to get to get to that surrender. Well, I mean, amazing. that's what, you know, I'm sure all of us were told that at some point early on when yeah. we walked into those. All you have to change is everything. Yeah, all you have to change is everything. And at the time, I remember being like, what does that even mean? Right, right. Like, why are you, tr- what? No. And Keep your fortune cookies to yourself, yeah, like, <laughs> shut up, culty, you know, but, like, now I get it. Like, I really get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in all this time? In my, in all of my sobriety? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or even most recently. You've gone through a ton of change recently. I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to just recently. Because, um, yeah, I mean... My sobriety, I feel like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been a few different versions of myself, you know, in different parts of my my recovery. Like, there was the, definitely, there was the angry me the first five years. Mm -hmm. And then there was kind of the, uh, well, I want to change everything, so I'll be the boring me for, like, another five years or whatever. Mm, And so it was very different, but I want to (sighs) say... Wow, that's such a good question. Thank you. <laughs> Your questions are so good. Um, I think just the fact that, like, you asked what I've changed, right? That's or what, what what's been, like, the most interesting thing that you've you've learned about yourself? Like, what, what have you discovered about yourself? You know, that I'm not dumb. You're not dumb. I know, thank you. You got- <laughs> Oh my God, you do like accounting and payroll, but you ain't dumb. <laughs> well, that and that I am interesting. There was, yes. a, there was, I know this, and I think this is one of those things where, um, you know, the, they talk about like the peeling of the onion, right. Yeah. And, and the different things. And, and I had been through so many kind of versions of myself, you know, over time. And it wasn't that long, maybe like 10 years ago, I was coming into another version of myself and I, uh, my daughter had left for college. So I was going through empty nest and I was really like, God, I'm not old, but what am I going to do with myself? You know? And I started like thinking that I was just this, I don't know. I think it was just leftover childhood BS of like, I'm just not interesting. I haven't traveled. I don't do anything. You know? I do that too. I, and I think it has to do with like, we had similar childhoods. Yeah. And it's that like, 
in some ways we've prevented ourselves from experiencing certain things because we didn't feel like we deserved we, it. Right. Or right. could. Or could. Yeah. Or yeah, even or, fi- or financially, physically could not do that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, uh, over time I started just doing, just honestly doing things that I really like, even if they were small little things and making a point to think about like, where would I want to go? Not where's my boyfriend want to go? Not where are my parents? Where do I want to go? Right. What do I want to do? And, and I just started kind of growing from that and feeling so much more <laughs> free and like empowered around it. Yeah. You know, um, I know, you know, last year I traveled more last year just for family things and stuff than I probably have ever in my whole life. And it's not something that I'm always able financially to do, but last year, yeah, I'm a bicoastal mom now. And it was just, uh, it's great. Like, it's great. It's very, um, freeing. And it's just like, man, I am interesting. Like we were just talking about freaking Shakespeare. Yes. You know, before you got on this thing. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's been, there was many years where I was like, I hope, I, I, I guess I felt like a fake, right? Like, I hope they don't find it. I hope they, whoever they, Who they is, the whoever the they the, the is, days, the they is, right, the days of the world <laughs> don't find out that, like, I'm not really that interesting. It's like, no, actually I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish, and I wish people could hear... It's always those things of like we never, you know how funerals are are for are for the living, not for yes. the person that they're celebrating. Yes, I wish people could hear more of those things of like what I wish you what could people. Hear, think. I wish you could honestly hear the things that I've said about you because Ooh. you're so interesting. You're so funny. I talk about you. I talk to some of my friends. I'm like, who's like <laughs> so person? Sweet. Like, like. I, I, like, you're, you're a Southern California gal, like, you're, like, a LA, LA I, to the core, right? I am, I am right? a proud, proud you Angelina, are, you are, you very are Angelina, proud. right? Yes, and born and raised. So funny to me is, like, there is, I've met a lot of people, like, especially comics, and I'll be like, well, you know what's wrong with them is they're from LA. I would never say that about you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I would never say that about you. I'm like, I'm like, at, like, cause, because you're, you're, like, real, you know, you're truly authentic and Thank you. you're fun and interesting. And my favorite person to go to a jet rag dollar sale wearing a bikini. So you yes. can just try everything on in the parking lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's what we have to do. My daughter actually, I think that really helped you just a few years ago. She actually put that on social media and you guys both know, you know, she's not one to put big, huge, mushy yeah. things on the on the Facebook. Your daughter has been a boss ass bitch since the moment I've met her. Oh god, in her dress. In her in her dress, in her quote dress that was a shirt. It was really a t shirt. It was really a t shirt. I was like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think you're wearing pants. Between her, I was tell- just telling Nicole the other night, between age and the dress and me and the booty shorts at the same time, I really feel for your boyfriend at that time because we're just walking around like and he was so good about looking up and cracking jokes and now in hindsight I'm like Jesus H like just, really <laughs> such, in the two, like the two of you are also such knockouts too. thank like, you gorgeous women 
there was, I was thinking about when we were saying all the different phases in your recovery, I was like, and then there was that one phase where we all got really skinny at once. Remember yes. That? yes. <laughs> we're all passing clothes I around. mean, I'm everybody like, was clothes for. Yeah. <laughs> I look at, I don't even own anything like that anymore because realistically it would <laughs> fit. It needs to, I mean, it's. It's just an unrealistic body type. It what really is. What are we doing? <laughs> I think, I think truthfully, I know for myself, I was going through my midlife crisis, uh-huh. you know. And I was going through kind of a midlife crisis yeah, too. Yeah, breakup. <laughs> it was like midlife crisis, you know, many breakups all at once. Yeah, what do we, we all do? Break- work out. We you know, out constantly. Constantly. <laughs> my goal, I remember. Sugar-free <clears throat> Red Bulls oh all the time. Well, I, that's still me. But, <laughs> like, I remember telling a girlfriend, uh, I want, my big goal, like, was, like, I want Runyon Canyon to just be my warm-up. Like, not my weekend. Like, that's not my workout. <laughs> that's my warm-up. And it was. Like, it became my warm-up. And then to go to the gym for, like, another two hours after that. Yeah. And in hindsight, and that was pretty much every day, if not every other day. Yeah, I know. And it was just, like, good grief. You were dehydrated. Hungry. Totally dehydrated. <laughs> like, I have a picture somewhere my head looks too big. We all look for like my body. Heads. Like, everyone looked like a lollipop head at the time. There's a picture of me in the Good. Rose Battle book. There's like a book about Rose Battle. <clears throat> and there's a picture of me and I flip to it and I and I look at it and I go, damn bitch, you were too skinny in that picture. And I just flip I was like, who are you with your elbows as big as your your Oh my god. What are you doing? Somebody somewhere I don't know if I have actual pictures, but somewhere I remember being at a friend's birthday party and her friend kept calling me a skinny bitch. And I, I don't think she was trying to, like, get me to box with her anything. Because she was a big woman. Like, she's, like, Amazon status and everything and buff. But I, I she just she just kept snickering, calling me, that skinny bitch. That skinny bitch. And now I look at a picture from that party, and you can see my clavicles. Like, you yeah. just, like, banging out. And I'm like, oh, God, well, no wonder. Jesus. <laughs> I think we were all running from something. And, and Yeah, from, at the time, I want to say, yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Yeah, we're all just trying not to feel. Yeah. <laughs> and get loaded. <laughs> and get loaded. I mean, not feel and get loaded. Not, and not get loaded. And not get loaded, yeah. And, like, live life. Like, live, live yeah. life on life's terms. Yeah, it was... I do have to say, too, like, um... The, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, well, maybe it's gone. It's just gone. Okay. It's gone. It's yeah, whatever. it happens. It's whatever. It's, For it sure. happens. <laughs> it's, it's gone. It's whatever. I do that. All How time. honest are you today with yourself and others? Oh my God. So honest. I actually will. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Um, there's an incredible kitten just somersaulting all over the yes. place here. Um, really honest. Actually, I hate. <sighs> God, I hate lying. I I stopped being good at lying many, 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 many years ago, so I don't even try. Um, I have no problem even exaggerating now where I'll be like, you know what, I'm lying. Hold on, let me back up. Because I cannot feel okay with myself. And with other people, you mean as, and as far as like me being honest with other people as well? Yeah, sure. Okay. I wasn't sure if you meant... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very honest. Actually, um, this isn't something to throw a parade over by any means, but I definitely have to say I 
in many previous romantic relationships, and even in my sobriety, I wasn't always 100% honest. Whether that was lying by omission, mm. whether that was... The omission gets you after the Yeah. Summer. The omission's the hard one. Right. You think you're editing. You're right. You're just like, I'm just saving this person from... Right, I'm saving them. Yeah. I don't, you know, they don't need to know that, or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Eventually, that just didn't work out either. Like, what's the point? It's tired. It's really exhausting. And I've gotten older, and I just don't have the energy for it. No. So I will say that one thing I am proud of is when I left my last romantic relationship, I can 100% say with 100% honesty that not one single time did I lie to that person. Ever. Not by omission. Not by... And maybe, I don't want to say maybe I should have lied because maybe there were some things I could have kept to myself because I am too honest, right? Maybe I could have learned to soften some blows here and there, but, um, but I, but I don't think lying would have been the way. No, I'm very, I'm, I'm very honest. And I also work, uh, I think that's kind of a reflection of where I'm at now with my job is that I work with money and I work with other people's money and and I'm very, uh, I'm very proud of that. Like, it's not a huge, I don't run a department or anything, but I definitely know that my boss knows that I am not dishonest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's a very, and it's a very good feeling. Yeah. It is. I don't have to worry. I grew up from a very young age lying. Right. A very young age. Um, with, and I lived um, in a very, I lived in the 70s. And I lived with tons of dishonesty and secrets and just lots of don't tells in many areas of my life. So, I mean, I actually started doing double life when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... It's a survival mechanism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one at school can Huge. know what home looks like. And no one at home should know what any, what school's going to look like. Because right. Because they know what school's going to look like. They're going to show up and wreck that, too. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is I knew better. I, I'm a Catholic. I'm a, I'm a bad Catholic, but I am a Catholic. <laughs> See, I didn't even know that about you. I asked you yesterday. I was like, did you grow up Catholic? I, yeah. I didn't grow up Catholic. I grew up with a dad who grew up Catholic. So it was, like, recovering Catholic. I, I, well... I, I like Kath. I, I still, I'm very blessed. I don't have a lot of the um, trauma and negativity that a lot of Catholics I know have. Yeah. So um, while I may not go to church all the time, uh, I am going to go to church on Ash Wednesday next week. <laughs> it's like the one time a year I go to church. But I grew up, my point is I did grow up knowing that you're not supposed to lie. Right. You know, and it didn't matter. I was just like, no, I have to lie. Like, yeah, I have to lie. It's that's the way it is. Yeah, but not anymore. Was it about like not loving yourself? As far as lying, and yeah. as an adult or as a kid? Uh, well, no. It started as a survival mechanism, totally, mm-hmm. for many years, and I think that even just even in adulthood, young adulthood, that kept going, and uh, yeah, and then as I got a little bit older and I became a young mother, it was like it became more more and more uncomfortable because what I cannot stand even more than liars or hypocrites. Right. So it was like, how am I going to teach this little person don't lie to me while I'm lying? Right. You know? And my daughter, while she's an adult, you know, she's an adult now, but when she was little, she was very much, she very much would have called me out if she caught me lying. Yeah. 
she would have been like, that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) You told me, and she would have kept going. She would have been like, and you told me not to lie. So, you know, it just farther and farther is just like lying is bad. I don't want to deal with it. I'm tired. It's exhausting. And I've been lied to. That's the thing too, is as I've gotten older, you know, I've been lied to from people that, um, I love very, very much and cared very deeply for. And it's horrible. Right. It's horrible. Like, you know, to rebuild that trust, sometimes it's not really, for myself, it's not really possible to regain that level of trust again. Yeah. You can fracture the foundation of a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a uh, a work relationship or romantic relationship. You can fracture the level of trust to such a degree that even if all parties involved want to mend yes. that, the, like, the foundation. Yeah. It's a foundation, baby. Once yeah. it's cracked, it's cracked. Yeah. There isn't a lot you can do for that. No. No. Yeah. It's really, really hard. It's really hard. And, you know, there is forgiveness, you know. Um, I know, like, some people can say, well, forgive and forget. Well, not not necessarily. And... Not for me, anyway. And yes, there is forgiveness, and you can I can forgive, but if it if it keeps happening, it's kind of like okay, well, shame on you now, shame on me, like right. really, <laughs> yeah, or not even shame. It's just like I made the decision to to be here. Yeah, I, I try to say that like I made the decision to you know participate in this relationship for you know X amount of time or whatever. Like yeah, like I for I sure. yeah, and that's that for me really helps help solidify what my 50% is as opposed yeah. to, um, yes, you know, putting it all on another person. Oh yeah. It's very easy to do. It's so nice to be a victim. It feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. But that for me is like, I just want to swim in it. I just want to swim, swim in victimhood. Being and being a victim. And like, and when I say be a victim, I know that there's honest, true blue, honest victims in the yes. world. What yes, we're talking about is, this idea of like everything is happening to you and you're not responsible responsible at all at all ever yeah you are very much responsible yeah there there's definitely a part to play right um totally different but i think for me that's that's something that helps shield my my fear and anxiety right like yeah what is your experience of fear and anxiety today oh it's there i mean it's definitely there but i will say that um again when I stay dialed in, when I'm doing the things that I need to do, the basics, we're talking basics. When I'm not floating while I do meditation by any means, <laughs> you know, but just some basic stuff, it's much, uh, it's alleviated, you know, right. and I have, I have a, uh, a bit more of being comfortable in my body and feeling comfortable with the fact that whatever's going to happen is going to happen and I'm going to be okay. That's the one thing I will say is, like, I've been sober long enough where, uh, you know, I've had the, oh, my God, what if? I, I mean, even just this, like, last year around job stuff, it was just, like, so much anxiety. And one of the things that's kind of a blessing and a curse in getting older is that I can't sleep. So um, I know people can't see me here, but I'm 52. So I have and- menopause. A stunner. Thank you. <laughs> a Grand Prix queen. Thank you. Um, um, but I I, uh, I do have a little bit of a 
sleep difficulty. So it's the menopause thing. Yeah, yeah, based on menopause. But when I am not doing the basic things to help myself, it's worse. And then I really can't sleep. And when I can't sleep, I can't function. And I become extremely overly emotional. And um, I will take it out on people around me. I will, like, things will just start happening. And I know this because it's happened before in sobriety, pre, right. pre-menopause. Right. Where, like, when I'm not doing the stuff, the basic stuff, I suffer, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, um, my experience has been some people, they're, uh, unfortunately, they're suffering really. Like, they'll hit some bottoms. Like, some serious, serious bottoms. Yeah. Like, they'll, you know, you'll get it. You get the point. You've seen, my, you've seen me hit those bottoms. Yeah. We've like seen each hard, other hit those, those emotional bottoms. Yeah, like, yeah. hard bottoms. Yeah. But still be sober. And, like, holding on. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I remember I was going to meetings, like, after a particularly gnarly breakup I had, and I would just be, like, like rubbing my legs yeah. to see thing with anger in the oh, meeting like like God, I like that. I felt like Linda Blair getting like like a holy water thrown on her yeah. like, I was just like <laughs> Like, I was just, like, a little, just a demon in these meetings. Just like, oh, I hate everything. <laughs> and the thing is, is I can't, you know, it, it really has been true for me where the, the road gets narrower. Yeah. And I can't function. And can't so live in that space. I can't live in that space long at all. So I have to, you know, and I can pick up, I, I've learned to trust my physical body a lot more in the last few years. So I can pick up on it. My shoulders hurt. Yes. You know, my back will start hurting. Mm-hmm. My feet will hurt. You know, different parts of my body start hurting. And it's like, I know, like, okay, what am I not doing? Right. What, have, what am I not doing for myself that helps me? And yeah, so making sure that Cause it's all, I feel like, you know, fear, anxiety, it's life. You know, we just came out of that shutdown. We're still grappling kind of with it. Nobody on this planet really saw that coming, you know, none of us. And, um, I'm so proud of so many people that have come through. Like I know people that got sober during the shutdown. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I am I am. Are you going to give me a government check and tell me to stay home? Oh, baby. Yeah, I, right? And there's no... I would not... Yeah, totally. <laughs> I would not have made it. Especially especially now with all the... Between... They've, in our time... In our time, I sound like an old <laughs> In our time... In the time. In the times... They've come out with four locos and white claws. <laughs> Bitch, I'd be dead. <laughs> and I'd dispensaries. Be, and dispensaries. And, and dis- delivery. Edibles. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Never made it. <laughs> never made dead. it. You would have never dead. made it. Dead. Dead. Totally. Arrested. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely just feel like, look, fear and anxiety, it's part of life, but I've definitely learned to, to kind of make friends with it and roll with it. Right. As opposed, because if when I'm trying to like fight it, I, it's I get tired. Yeah. I just get tired, and so for me, that's another process of just the surrender, the letting go, the like. All right, like sometimes I do. I literally just throw my hands up. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like talk to the air, you know, yeah. and I'll be like, you got it. I know you're gonna deal with it. I'm kind of pissed. But fine, you know, 
I'm letting it go because I've had enough experiences of not letting go. Right. To know now what feels better for me and what serves me. Right. You know. Right, right. right. And I think like what's the difference between what serves us and the things that we do to protect ourselves that don't serve us, that's truly our character defects. Like Yeah. What Oy. What are what is the character defect you still struggle to put down the most? Gossip. I don't. <laughs> I love a cheese bay. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> but I don't do it like I used to by any means. Well, like we used to all. work in treatment. Yeah, there we was so much. I mean, there's, there's so much to gossip. There's just about so much to gossip it is, about that. Uh, it is. It is truly, uh, it's the definition of we are not saints. People are like, oh, you worked in treatment, you helped people. And it's like, I've still had a paycheck. I know I wasn't yeah, doing it for I wasn't free. Yeah. service, <laughs> I but thank you. thank you. really appreciate it. I um, was, um, I definitely ate every unshelled pistachio <laughs> they bought. Um. I was in a car. So I was just in a car, uh, two weeks ago, coming back from Palm Springs and had just, the night before seen a couple who uh is no longer sober i'll just leave it at that and um and i i have been privy to a lot of the stuff that's been happening right with them news travels fast in yes the community. yes yeah and uh and i i i've i've definitely kept a lot of it private which i will continue right now because i yes. know how to actually talk in a general way um but i will say this i was talking to another person who also knows that that couple and and I caught myself and I was not oversharing or you know divulging things but I said I can hear myself god dang it I'm gossiping I need to shut up like I need to shut up it's not okay like and I knew I wasn't like this person knew everything I knew this was like not new information right you know what I mean it wasn't like it was gonna it was definitely not going to leave the car, the sanctity of the car, right. but it was just like, you know what? This was told to me uh, one-on-one as a friend, and I need to shut up. Like, I need to shut up. And the person was, like, trying to keep the conversation going. So they were like, well, we're friends. It's fine. I'm like, we are friends, but it's not fine. And I need to shut up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to be like, you know, for me, I just got up. I gotta not tell other people's stories. You can ask them, though. Right. Yeah. And I, you know what, and I said something sort of similar to that. I was like, well, I know you know them, and you know what, maybe, hey, if you feel like it, maybe you reach out and see how they're doing. Yeah, that's good. You know, but um, my other, I mean, I'm really happy to say that my anger has definitely diffused over time, and, uh, you know, like I said, the lying that I came in with... Like, I mean, there were times, I think you and I both sat in many groups when we worked together about how rage lights your brain up. Yeah. You know? And I think about that stuff sometimes, because especially in the last six years, there was definitely, there was definitely some brain lighting up. There was like a rave in my brain at times, Yeah, you know? And that's one of the reasons why I had to step away and really start to reevaluate, um you know, what, what is important for me and the woman that I want to be. Right. Like, how can I, how can I tell other, uh, sober sisters, sober women, just, you know, sponsees or whatever, like, how can I guide them when I am just not in that place? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I definitely have worked to keep my brain from lighting up. (laughs) 
in that manner. Right, and that requires a lot of self-forgiveness. Yes. You know. Which I'm working on. Right, right. Yeah. How do you experience forgiveness in your recovery? Oh, God, I'm so hard on myself. I mean, I forgive others more. Forgiveness has been very hard for me. I wasn't taught, I wasn't shown a lot of it really, like true forgiveness, where, you know, I was shown a lot of uh, forgiveness with conditions. Yeah. Or, um, forgiveness but not forgetting and so you'd get these little reminders every so often you know and so that's what I was used to a lot so to really learn forgiveness I'm I'm working on I'm learning and learning and I, I am I am making some progress in that area because it's like for myself I know I know what doesn't work for me if you say okay it's over we're squashing it don't bring it up to me in 24 hours you told me we squashed it. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so I have to do the same thing. Right. You know, right. I will say this though. It's much easier. And you know, some people may be like, that's messed up. But the truth is I'm so much more forgiving to, uh, friends than I probably am to like romantic partners or maybe even certain family members. <laughs> But my family's their trip, so well, that's a whole other that's podcast. Whole, that's, that, <laughs> no, that is very much this podcast, but also like it's it's totally. I mean, becoming the type of addicts that we are is that doesn't happen in a vacuum. No, yeah, no, no, and I'm learning to forgive myself, like, yeah. and learning, like, you know what? I'm going. I keep talking about it. How I'm going into the second. I've been alive now half a century. And so I'm going into this second half of my life and I know, you know, what's done is done. Whatever happened in the first half, that's done. Can't fix it. I mean, can't change. I could fix some things, you know, but it's pretty, I've done some pretty good stuff with amends and everything. And, uh, going forward, yeah, to be kinder to myself, be nicer to myself, you know, be like loving to myself. And right. that's not just learning through 12-step programs. That's learning through outside help as well. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big, um, a big uh, like, yes, if that's something that you have access to, like, as a person, I, I definitely recommend it. It can, it can be really helpful. We you know? are a 12 Questions podcast, are supporters of therapy. We're very into that. Um, and it, it helps. That's that's where I don't think I really understood forgiveness until I started therapy. Yeah. Because I was like, why can't I forgive anybody? Right. I and I was like, I couldn't figure it out. And what it was is I was holding on to every single resentment Ugh. because my I think my 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 logic was, my trauma logic was if I held on to all these resentments and nobody would be able to do that to me again. But yes. all I was doing is recreating those situations over and over again in my life and other relationships. Yes. And yes. so, because I wasn't processing those things, like the, like the process of forgiveness for me is reliving the incident and, and coming to acceptance of myself, the situation and the other party. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's definitely been taking an individual, uh, kind of really clear assessment of whatever the situation is and really looking at my part. Right. But also not 
because I would have a tendency to take on too much. Right, right, right. right and make it all, and that again is for me, it's like reverse ego, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all about me. You know, I did it and I have me and, the, and me, right. me, me, me. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's get a clear assessment of what that actually happened. Right. You know, and um, yeah, I'm barely starting to, it's been about a year now where I, I think last year I was so busy with so much traveling and dealing with family stuff and everything that this is probably the year I'm starting to get some cracks. I'm starting to get some pretty major cracks, um, in a good way. I'm a little, I'm a little fearful, but I'm ready. Like, you know, and they're going to come when they come, but like of looking at things and different situations from my recent past that I'm going to have to do some forgiving, you know, of myself and others. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous, but it's okay. Like it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay because you've done it before. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a the nice part about like where we're both at in our recovery is there isn't a lot of new territory. <laughs> right. I know. I know. And that it's sounds just like a new version of me. <laughs> right. It's but yeah. It yeah. It's it's a. It's not a new unknown. Like right. It's kind of like okay, I've been here before. I made it. Yeah. You know, at five yeah. years, I went through the worst of God. Five year five was so horrible. I'll never forget it. Year five is for a lot of people. Not great. Yeah. It was not great for me either. It was horrible. It was bad. And yeah. I just never, ever, ever, ever forgot my sponsor at the time. She said, I was talking to her on the phone, just sobbing again. I mean, it was just like one thing after another, after another, after another, Things that had to do with me, things that didn't have to do with me. And uh, and I just remember her saying, okay, look, if you can get through this year and not drink and not pick up, if you can make it through this year, I promise you, you will make it through anything. Yeah. And I never forgot it. And she was right. And I did make it through that year. And I have had hard years, but... I always think of that, like, you know what? I made it through year five, Ooh. like, and that Ooh. was some, like, I mean, we're talking like death, breakup, move, more death, major theft, like just stuff where I, I mean, honestly, at one point I, I know they used to say like, well, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I, I mean, there were many times that year where I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I think you're giving me too much credit here, God, because this is a lot. <laughs> There's like, God doesn't give you anything uh, more than you can handle. But there are moments where you say, excuse me, but I think you've miscalculated how much I can handle, sir, oh, ma'am, entity, yes. non-binary love force. So much. I need you to slow down. Oh my God. That was my year five, <laughs> truthfully. But I did make it, you know, I yeah. did not get loaded in any way. And so that's why I know now it's kind of like, all right, you know, I love it. time to process, start some real processing or yeah. as... Our uh, friend over here likes to say, it's going to be the year of Jen. <laughs> the year of Jen. Now, with that in mind, with all that forgiveness under your belt for yourself and others, what has been the weirdest amends you've gotten or given? Oh, my God. I, I feel like I am owed so many amends. Can I just tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I 
am just, I mean, I'm if saying you think this. any man in your life is ever going to give you a direct amend. I, I have let, heard. I let that ship sail years ago. They don't do that. I, I have don't know heard. <laughs> so I've had, I've literally had a former boyfriend say, well, I make a living amends to you every day. Uh, when? I'm not receiving any of that. I would have been like, are you sending me a check? Yeah, am I getting money? Are you sure you have my address? Like, what living men's are we talking about now? You know, exactly. but, um, but, uh, a weird one. That, uh, well, I have to say this. In the last few years, I've really, really, I hate amends. I am, I am, uh, I'm a very, very stubborn, I'm sorry dropper. It's very difficult for me, I will say. It's gotten... But but the other side of that is that I can admit when I'm wrong. I definitely can. And I think that part of that is it depends on the situation and the, the person. So I think the weirdest... Oh, God, it sucks. It was a long time ago. So... Coming back full circle, how we talked about the whole 30 days cause a scene at the yeah. place, at the meeting, um, I, Avi, I did become violent and I had to make an amends to the female that I hit in the face, you know, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, LA to the core, baby. God, and, um, and so I, had made a point to obviously not run into her or anything like that. And this was obviously somebody that it was like, I will never, you know, and I was just so self-righteous and so like, you know, no. And, uh, I was at a Nordstrom's probably two and a half years later. Now, mind you, we still were running around in the same area and neighborhoods. And I am a very, I am very much a believer in that when it's time, it's just going to happen. Like, you will run into that person. They will find you on social media or whatever. Like, when it's time. And you know what? Be ready and just get it over with. Handle it. So, that's basically what happened is I was at a Nordstrom's. (laughs) And uh, I happened to look over. I was getting my eyes done at the Mac counter. And I happened to look over, and there she was at another counter getting her makeup done. And I was just like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> but I knew, like, I knew in my core that it, what I had to do. So I made sure, because my daughter was actually with me at Nordstrom's that day, and I wanted to make sure she wasn't there, at, like, around or whatever. So she, I, she was off somewhere else. So I wandered over to this person who was getting her makeup done. Now her eyes are closed because her makeup's getting done. And I... <laughs> I love this story. I thought it would be okay to stick my face in front of her face for when she opened her eyes. So she... The lady who was doing her makeup kind of stepped aside. I kind of, like, made my, like, kind of a shooing motion with my hands and stood right in front of this girl and she she's wondering probably like am I done or whatever so she opens her eyes and my face is like literally like (laughs) three inches inches from her face right (laughs) and I'm and she and I I just I couldn't do it I smirked (gasps) 
And she looked at me and I was like, um, your makeup looks amazing. Oh my God. Right. That's all I could get yeah, out. It was, I know it was so bad. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> and grab my kid and leave. Ooh. And I knew it wasn't okay. And I called my sponsor and she goes, you get that girl's number and you call her and say, you're sorry. And I'm like, but no, 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 there is no, but you are a woman in recovery. You have a couple of years now, whatever, how many years I had at that point. And she goes, and you need to do this. Like it was wrong. And so I was just like, fine. And I did <laughs> somehow I got her number. I don't know how. And I called her and said, hey, is this so-and-so? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, it's Jen. And I know we just ran into each other at Nordstrom's. And she's like laughing. She goes, yeah, that was kind of weird. And I'm like, yeah. So anyways, I know it was wrong. I wanted to say I'm sorry for the incident at 14th Olympic. Um, I am still sober. It was definitely not okay. And I'm sorry. And I, 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 I forgot the part of and how can I fix this or how can I make it right Right. I forgot that part and she was like all right well um glad you're doing okay and I was like thank you and that was really it but it was definitely (laughs) it was so hard and I mean I had a couple years and I had other amends that I had made and everything but you know my ego just was so like yeah. fighting me on it yeah, and yeah. Uh, I just couldn't deal with it and I you know and I'm gonna be making more amends I'm sure later this year I, I'm I, I know yeah, yeah I know do. it so um but when that time I am very much also a believer in doing it when it's the right time not right. my time right because I've had those two I have had one or two of those where the person is trying to just fix it but it's maybe not the right time. And I just see them like verbally tripping over themselves and trying to rein it back. And, you know, and it's like, just stop, just chill, just chop, just stop. stop. Whatever reason you're doing this for yeah. is not why you're here right now. Right. I, mean, I can tell right. because it's a, the delivery. Yeah. Like you gotta, this is for you still. Right. This isn't about for me or making it right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of somebody's just making amends at you. Right. 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 Well, and I've and I've messed them up in the past where I've had to definitely fix them because there were definitely a few times of, um, I'm sorry for my part, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, that, the, the, yeah, the yeah. but, the buts were huge with yeah. me in early recovery. Right. And then it was like pointed out to me like, yeah, no, that you got to fix that. That's not the same thing. Yeah. So. Uh, but for sure. Yeah. The, well, I wouldn't have done, I mean, I'm sorry. And I wouldn't have done blank if you, and it's like, yeah, nope, nah, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Miss Joan, Miss Anna, your day to day, you have a schedule. You have a very good, you, you have a regimented life. I have a bedtime. She has a bedtime. <laughs> uh, what is your, which is the comedian of slayers, because, like, we're just like, we'll sleep when we're dead, when we're going to die early. Like, that's very much our ethos. What is your um, day-to-day practice to keep yourself serene, amazing, interesting? Oh, you're so cute. Um, 
It varies, you know, but I have to say when I'm on a schedule, you know, just like anybody, I can get thrown off schedule fairly easily and it doesn't take much. But what I do honestly is, I mean, I work Monday through Friday, you know, I always show up for work, but in the morning I get up, I have a two cup, two cup of coffee kind of gal. I read a book I have next to my bed which is a 12-step book. And then I also read a non-12-step book that just has like little prayers and stuff in it that I love. If I'm lucky, I get to sit down and just hang out with my cat, maybe do something creative before work or before whatever my day is. You're an early riser. Um, yeah. well, ish. Ish. Seven? Seven a.m.? Yeah, that's early. Yeah. That's, I mean, comedy time, that's yeah. 3 a.m. Seven a.m. I mean, and now with, uh, the tiny terror over there, it's becoming like 6.30 and sometimes even 5.30, but I go Ooh. back to sleep because yeah. she's just like, play with me. But I definitely try, I'm trying more and more to actually do something a little bit creative just to kind of bring joy to myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I do have, I mean, we're joking, but I really do have a bedtime that I try to stick to and it makes a huge difference. It really does. And I pray and I do meditate. There was a while there where I was really like, on it and I was hitting a 7 a.m. meditation group every day and um, on Zoom, on Zoom. And I think I'm going to try and definitely get back to that. I've had a little bit of a cycle, you know, kind of a thing with the cat coming in and everything. But um, I just believe really like some standard, just some standard basics can go so so long like they can really yeah. go so far and help and then and then when there isn't something right and there is kind of a dip in the schedule or like a yeah or you know like a little mini something happening it throws things off it doesn't have to completely turn me upside down inside out and just ruin me which right. was you know which what it used to be like well and that's that foundation of like having it's pay, like going to meetings, working steps, like, you know, yeah. calling a lot of people, going to work. It's those daily habits that when times get hard, you don't even, you just keep doing them. Because you yeah. like you've been practicing. <clears throat> it's, it's sort of like you train how you play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you've been training for it. It's like you've been training for life on life's terms this entire time. Right. So it just makes it easier to be like, oh, I'm just going to. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. The next indicated step isn't such a big mystery anymore. No. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's what we do. That's what we do. And, you know, granted, Zoom, I was uh, I had a really hard time, like a lot of people I know at the beginning of the shutdown with the Zoom meetings. I was very anti Zoom. And I think that it um, by no means was I going to relapse or anything like that. But I uh, I struggled. You know, I struggled because I grew up in the rooms. I mean, I got sober in rooms where you could still smoke. (laughs) So so it was definitely really challenging for me. And then once I just kind of said, you know what, F it. Like, I have to do this. Like, I just started doing it and it worked out and I was really happy about it. And then when in-person meetings started happening again, I was... I I don't get to go to as many as I would like. And uh, that's on me. That's not because, and part of that's because I have a bedtime, (laughs) but, but I mean, I, I do believe in all of those things still that I learned when I was very new, 
and surrounded by old old timers yeah you know that who didn't sugarcoat yeah they did ever. not sugarcoat anything yeah. they basically let yeah. you know you can't stay clean on yesterday's recovery. right what yes. did you do today for yourself exactly did you go to a meeting did, did you, you work call anyone did you call anybody did, were you of service well i think you should clean the ashtrays <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know yeah because you could smoke back then yeah. um <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you could smoke back then. So go get those ashtrays. Go get those butt cans. Get the butt cans. Yeah. Yeah. There was no vaping back then. Oh, <laughs> oh God. What, what is your experience of a higher power like? You or mean like... your relationship with your higher power? Oh, I love my higher power. I, I, like I was saying earlier, I don't have a lot of the traumas and things that some people unfortunately have as far as their religion not just Catholicism, but like their organized religion, maybe that they were raised in. So I grew up, I grew up with a very strong belief in something much bigger than myself. Now, whether I really had a relationship to that is different, but I, I very much got taught something early on that made sense to me and just still resonates, which is just like, you know, the basic thing of if you, I know something's there, like the wind. That's I remember this guy sitting in the park telling me this. He goes, you know, I can't see the wind, but I can see the result of the wind blowing, like the palm trees blow or ripples on the water. That's because of the wind. I know it's there. Right. And that and that really resonated with me as far as my early recovery and like building that connection and keeping that connection strong. So I still I very much believe in something much bigger than myself. Um, I see the results of it in my daily life because when the shit hits the fan and when I am connected to that higher power and working with that, the shit can hit the fan all at once, but my life continues on and, and it's okay. You know, it's it doesn't become a huge catastrophe or a big emotional breakdown with a catastrophe. I mean, right. you know, there were times, God, there were times in my early, God, early sobriety where I was just, I wasn't really t maybe dialed in yet or anything. And, um, and I remember, you know, being like crashing my car, like being sober and crashing my car yes. or, you know, um, God, just getting in stupid fights with people, like, friends and boyfriends and parents and just stupid just ugh I can't stand I can't I can't stand to live like that so it's really important to me that I do whatever I need to do to maintain that connection right you know um yeah and I love it I love that I I love that I'm lucky enough and blessed enough to not have the hindrances that I hear of from others I really do. Yeah. One yeah. thing I will say, I don't have regrets. I really don't. I might have one or t like maybe one. And this is it. In that uh, when I became a new mother, I did not uh, raise my daughter in any form, of or any form of organized religion whatsoever. Because my thinking at the time was, well, I want her to pick her own. I want her to pick whatever speaks to her, whatever that That's is. That's kind of great, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad I did it. But then just a few years ago, we were chatting. And I said, uh, 
I, she was planning her wedding, and I said, so are you going to get married in the church, yada, yada, no, and I, I don't know how it came up, and I just said, so do you, like, like, do you not believe in God, and she goes, well, I don't really know, and girl, that hurt my heart, you know, it really did, because, not because I think that her life is, like, she's losing out on anything, by any means, but my mother instinct tells me things like, God, if she only had that, con- you know, connection, she could always have a trust that her life will be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it will be okay no matter what. Yeah. You know? And that's hard. You can't teach somebody that. Like, yeah. they have to have their own experience. And then, I think she'll find that through experience, probably. Yeah, I hope so. She'll have a kid. I know. Well... I hope so. (laughs) She's such an incredible, like, just watching her grow up and become the person that she is. Thank you. Even at a distance has been so awe-inspiring. Thank you. She's truly, she's a force. She is, and I'm so proud of her, and I'm so proud of her career that she's chosen, you know, and where she's chosen to work is so important right now out in the the world with what she's doing, and, um... You know, and she's doing it. It's not because she's out there making a ton of money. She's doing it because she's following her her beliefs. You know, yeah. her beliefs and and following those beliefs in that these are important things for other women. Yeah. You know, and that just that just makes me so so proud, so proud. And my son in law as well. My son in law is doing is is also doing things based off his beliefs. To help, you know, yeah. to help other people, right, in the world, and yeah, man, and and that's the thing. Like I look at stuff like that, and I could never, in a million years, I could never regret or or uh, second guess my choice to go get sober, right? You know, yeah. I mean, I got sober when she was seven, I believe. She was seven years old. I can't imagine maybe six, six and a half, seven, but I can't imagine continuing to be a mom and raising her and not being in the rooms. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know? Oh, speaking of which, so you just, I just reminded, so, uh, you just asked me like about a, you asked me earlier about a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about that one meeting. Yeah. So I got another fight at a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And no, but not a fit. This one wasn't a physical fight. So, uh, I was, I got sober at a women's meeting in Santa Monica. I had been there. Like, I think I had maybe, maybe two years. Yeah. Probably like two years. And I used to take her with me to meetings all the time. Oh yeah. And so what happened was the meeting was packed. Like you had to get there early or you weren't going to get a seat. And I knew enough women there. And, uh, so one day, and they had two women secretaries and one day for whatever reason, this other woman shows up. She's an old time. I've got like two years. This chick's an old timer. She's got like 20 something years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my daughter is sitting in the seat who, and at that point, so she had to have been like eight. So she's, she's a good kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. a long lanky kid, not a baby. Right. And so this lady comes over and she goes, excuse me, but, um, you know, and she's late by the way, the meeting has started. She, or no, it's about to start. She's late. And so she's like, you know, uh, do you think you could have your daughter move? And I'm like, no. And so she goes, well, I need a meeting. And, you know, really, she's not supposed to be here. And I was like... Was it a closed meeting? 
Uh, it was not a closed meeting. Okay. But she was upset that uh, Age was taking the seat. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you're late. So I don't know what to tell you, but she's too big to put in my lap and she's not moving. And also Mama Papa Swat. Right. Like you haven't sat on the floor before. Right. There's, <laughs> right. And so, and there was also overflow option. She yeah. was just kind of being a little, you know, and so. Entitled. Right. And yes. so I was like, no. So she goes over and tells the secretary. Secretary comes over and tries to, you know, smooth talk. And I said, no, she's not moving. I'm new. I need, I need a meeting too. We got here early. She comes here every week. She knows the deal. It's not my fault. No. So the lady accepts it. She goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. She's got a good point. Like, let's leave it alone. Kind of. Uh. Right? So, no. She can't leave it alone. (laughs) So she goes to the other secretary. Right? (laughs) And I'm watching. I can see all of this happening. And I'm watching her. And she... So now the second secretary comes over to me. And so now at this point I'm miffed. And I just stand up. And I go... But she goes, excuse me. I go, no, like that. And I, the minute my finger goes up, I think she must know. And she's just like, okay. Like, she just literally, like, put her hands up. And she goes, okay, sorry. So I was like, put it, you know, I'm doing this thing with my finger in the air. And I'm like, she should have been here. I need a meeting, too. I only have two years. You have 20 years. You should have been here. Now I'm just running my mouth, right? I, I have to describe Jen for a moment. Jen is a tall woman. You're how tall are you? Five nine and a half. Five nine and a half. She is a tall woman. Tall woman. Uh, and at the time, I'm gathering probably in overalls, a very dark oh, for lip, sure, a dark yeah. lip, a yeah, very yeah, dark probably lip. like hardly any eyebrows yeah. and hair down to my waist. Somewhere between punk rock goddess and chola, yeah, is the is like the vibe. cholo goth. Cholo goth. Cholo goth. So, like, I could just imagine you just standing up yeah. in all of your glory. My night with my Adidas on. Oh, with your Adidas on. Yeah. And I <laughs> waving my finger waving in the your- air. <laughs> no, no. And this lady, and my big earrings, and this lady just puts her hands up and she goes, okay. Yeah. You know, God bless the women in that meeting. Seriously, God bless all the women. In 1999 at 26th and Broadway in Santa Monica, Saturday morning, I believe it was 1030, because those women saw what happened and individually, three different ones took turns putting AJ on their lap so I could stay in the meeting. Wow. Yeah. So that I could stay in the meeting. This lady went and got a chair somewhere else. Somebody else ended up taking the chair. This lady found another chair. Everybody got to have the meeting. and But the women would like... So age. I remember sitting on my friend Christy's lap for probably like a good 20 minutes or whatever. And then Christy was like, okay, go over there. And then she went over to this other woman who I also knew. I can't think of her name now, but I can see her face. And she sat on her lap for wow. 20 minutes. You know, and they took turns. And... God bless those women because they they saw like you know I was a ball of anger yeah you know and it wasn't taking much and I was so like it's the principle it's the principle it's the principle and it's just like okay well at this point is it the principle or are you just right you know right. want to be happy you want to be right like right what's the deal right that's crazy I know that's I just thought story. of that right oh now God, when I we were talking that. I'm like oh my god that's right I, I got in that. another fight oh secretary a woman's meeting is 
I wouldn't. Especially. I've done it. I don't know if I'd want to do it. It is so. I remember getting chewed out one time for not putting enough candles out at the candlelight meeting by a lady in the middle of the readings. And I said to her, I was like, do you think this is an appropriate time to have this conversation? Right? And she just sat down. It's true, Like, though. ma'am, this is not the time. You need to sit. It's so true. Grab a chair. It's so true. And you're just like, what? <laughs> what? The things that matter to you right now are insane. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Really? So, we've reached our last question. I'm okay. so excited because I know, <laughs> A, it's your bedtime. Oh my God, it's almost past your bedtime. We got up. Girl. Okay. This has been so fun. This I had is, no idea I would talk so much. This is, by the way, your very first podcast. You haven't even listened to a podcast, right? No, no, no. You have been a excellent podcast guest. Oh, thank you. Excellent. You say that to all your podcasts. No, I don't. I don't. Sometimes I'm like, thank you so much for doing this. And then I go, whoo, that was work. <laughs> You've been an excellent podcast oh, guest. thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Normally, okay, so let's just ask this last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part where you give it away. Was one thing that you would tell somebody just like you in the world? Somebody just like me? Mm-hmm. And what would yeah. I tell them? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were looking at somebody and they walked into a meeting right now and you're like, woohoo, that is me when I first <sighs> got here. Oh, my God. I, You know, truthfully, I don't think I would tell them anything. I'm becoming, I've really, really, and the reason why is because I've really, I and I really am not trying to sound like a cliche, um, I've really learned since leaving working in the treatment field to listen. I, yeah. I, I've really, I've really, really tried to work hard and, uh, and listen to what they're saying and listen. I, I don't know if this is going to sound right, but listen, I, I've definitely learned prior, like where you and I used to work, how to read body language as well. Yeah. And, um, and I think I would, I would probably just wait it out and see. I've, I've, definitely put my hand out before and been you know snubbed and I've uh not put my hand out and kind of been bum rushed (laughs) so I have learned in especially the last maybe six seven years to slow down yeah especially when I see women come in the room and just kind of maybe evaluate maybe just kind of evaluate and see where see what the need is Right. You know? Right. Do they need to talk to me? Do they not? Right. Like, and listen to what they're saying as a share. And it sounds silly to me when I say this, too, but, like, that's kind of the approach I took with my cat, you know? Is that I just kind of let her come to me. Yes. And, um... Well, because a cat, there's no controlling a cat. Exactly. there's no... Yeah. yeah, and that chick. Oh my god. Yeah. She is a teenager right now, so <laughs> you're right. But um I think I wouldn't say much. I would just listen. Listen to what they're saying and kinda go from there. Maybe even see them at a few meetings first. Mm-hmm. And kinda see what they're doing. I love that. I love that. Thank you. This is normally the part where I'd ask somebody who isn't on here anonymously to be like, Oh, where is your social media handles? Is there any organizations or um, charities or anything you'd like to point people to? Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's really a charity, but the organization that I actually used to work for uh, is a nonprofit. It's Miriam's House oh, in yeah. Culver City. Oh, yeah. It is a nonprofit. It uh, helps with women, uh, addict and alcoholic women and their children. 
and it's basically a place where they can go that you know it's a sober living for them but it has a lot of structure and a lot more rules because they do have the kids that are living there with them right and i actually still am friends with quite a few of the women that went through there while i was there uh, working there yeah and i have to say i've seen i saw a lot you know i've seen some success stories um i've seen some people struggle you know, but overall, it's a wonderful, wonderful program. The people that work there really, they're not there to get rich. They're there to help and yeah. be of service. Yeah. So, yes, Miriam's house in I Culver City. I love it. <laughs> and you can find me in this podcast. You can find at Anna B is Fun on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias. You can find uh, about my show dates and stuff related to the podcast at com, And you can also... Uh, find uh, this podcast at 12Q Pod on all of the social medias. Uh, again, including the TikToks. Haven't used that one in a minute, but you know, it's fine. Uh, and uh, TikTok. How we end this podcast every time. And also, shout out to uh, Miss uh, Nicole Yates, Yates75, for uh, basically being the engineer of this podcast today, letting me use her equipment. Um, so excited for that. Um, and, uh, if you're how we end this podcast every time is Jen. Yes. If nobody's told you this today, I love you. Oh, you're so adorable. I love you. Oh. And I love you. And I love you. And I love you. Over there too. <laughs> <laughs> so much love in this living room. I love it. So much. And if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. We love you. Yay, bye. Bye. bye.